2: Lincoln Airport, Joe? Yeah, Emily
3: call
2: me, darling. No, I didn't, hun.
3: Oh, the phone rang a minute ago, but whoever it was hung up before I could answer it.
2: Oh, well, it wasn't me. Probably one of your boyfriends. <laughs> now,
3: is that a nice way for a husband to talk
2: to his wife? Oh, hun, can can't you take a joke?
3: <laughs> sure, darling. I was only kidding, too. Uh, look, I'm going down to the grocer's. Anything special you want me to get?
2: No, anything you get's okay.
3: All right. I'll get something I know you like. Swell. Bye, darling.
2: Bye, hun. See you at dinner.
4: Well, howdy,
3: Joe. Uh, hello,
2: Tex. Say, hey, I've got look, something...
4: Joe, what's the Aronk out number two runway for? You taking a little private trip?
2: No, Tex, I was just about to tell you. I, I took that offer Lenny Powell made us. I'm going to fly it to Blanchville.
4: Well, boy, howdy, that's all right, son. <laughs> Did you tell Bill we're getting $5,000 for
2: the whole? No, I didn't, but I'm going to as soon as I see him, which maybe won't be till I get back. Uh, Powell's here now. Oh, he is? Where? Over in the administration building, making a phone call, I guess. Uh, he's going to be right back.
5: Hey, why is Mike taking the Aronk out? kind of a freight line are we running howdy bill i'm
2: glad you showed up bill i wanted to tell you i'm taking the Aranka out today and it's going to save our airline for us
5: yeah what are you going to do joe sell the thing
2: no i'm flying lenny powell to branchville and we're, we're going to get five thousand for the job
5: we're going to get five g's just to haul a guy to branchville what this guy powell must be
3: nuts <laughs> <laughs> i don't care
2: what he is we can use a few more like him oh, but look don't tell anybody powell's here or that we're taking him any place I, I promised him nobody but the three of us would know this but he's carrying $25,000 in cash with him.
5: $25,000 with him, huh? Yeah. Mm. We sure could use money like that. Yeah, Tex, we sure could. Where'd you say he is, Joe? Over at the administration building? Yeah,
2: Bill, making a phone
5: call. Mm-hmm. Well, give him a good trip to Branchville, Joe, and yeah? get that $5,000 from him. We need it. See you later. Yeah, bye. I got to run a little errand. Long,
2: Bill. Uh, oh, Tex. You hold down things at the office, will you? I got to get something over at the hangar. Why, sure,
4: son. Uh, You won't be
2: running off now, will you, Tex?
4: No, no, stay right here, chum.
2: Okay, see you before I take off.
4: Sure, see ya. Well, boy, howdy. (laughs) Those two aren't leaving old Tex here to answer the telephone. Not when he's got something more important to do. (laughs)
6: And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend.
4: Emily,
3: I'm over here, Tex, darling. Behind the garage.
4: Well, boy, howdy! You sure know the good hiding places around this airport, are you, honey? Oh, Tex. Oh, baby. Nobody saw you come here, did they, honey?
3: No. As a matter of fact, I called Joe from across the road. And told him I was at the apartment, just leaving for the grocery store. <laughs> he thinks I'm still in town.
4: Boy, how do you sure can give that husband of yours a first-class runaround, can't you?
3: You aren't objecting, are you, Tex? <laughs> I'm doing it for you. I'm
4: mighty glad you are, sugar. Oh, I'm all for you. Hey, look, look, I only got a couple of minutes. I'm uh, supposed to be in the office to answer the telephone. I uh, wanted to tell you, we got a big job, so the airline's gonna keep running all right.
3: That's good, but it doesn't help us any, Tex. I'm not gonna give Joe the air until we have some money of our own.
4: Don't you worry, sweetheart. We're gonna have money, and a lot of it. And sooner than you think... (laughs)
5: Avery, this is Powell, Lenny Powell. Oh, hello, Powell. Where are you? Still in the city, Avery. Been trying to phone you for 15 minutes. I'm just about to leave for Branchville. Oh,
2: that's fine, Lenny, as long as you get here with that money in two hours.
5: Look, I'll be there in less than two hours, Avery. I'm flying up. I've chartered a private plane.
2: Fine. Now don't forget to bring the money with you.
5: Yeah, $25,000. Right here in my briefcase.
2: Well, you put it right here in my hands inside of two hours, Lenny. The deal's closed.
5: (laughs) Don't worry. You'll have it. See you in Branchville, Avery. I'll
2: be looking for
5: you, Lenny. Bye. Bye. Oh, hello there. Just about time to take off. Hey. What are you doing? No. No. No, don't.
4: Down, I said, sit down, Joe.
2: Now you don't have to push, Tex.
4: I gotta do something, boy. Howdy, somebody's gotta do something. We're in a jam, the three of us.
5: Huh. We thought things were tough when we didn't have money enough to keep this airline going. They're really tough now. We have got a murder on our hands.
4: All so. right, that's what I'm trying to clear up. Now looky here, you two guys. All three of us are in this thing up to our sombreros. We gotta cover it up somehow.
2: That's no good, Tex. No good. It's like I've been trying to tell you. Sure, that Powell guy was killed out here. Sure, the 25 G's he was carrying is missing, but we've got to turn this over to the cops. You left out one sure,
4: Joe. You forgot to say sure, only the three of us knew he was here and carrying that dough. That makes it look like one of us killed him. I say no cops.
2: Sure, you say that. Why shouldn't you say that? You probably knocked him off. That's why you don't want the cops
4: in on it. I said before for you to shut up. Maybe this will help convince you. I meant it. Hey, had it, All right.
2: Okay, Tex. This has hey, been cooking for a long while. You want to play, I'll play like this. All right, that suits me if that's the way you want
6: it. Drink hey, it, 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 right, it up, We you,
2: Joe,
5: cut oh. it out. I'll cut his heart out. That's what I'll cut out. Why not? One murder, more or less. Why, are you dirty stuff. Both of you. Huh? Yeah. Quit it now. We've got enough trouble without fighting among ourselves. Trouble?
2: We don't know what trouble is yet. Bill, look at the facts. Only Tex and you and I knew about Powell. Powell's dead, Okay. But if we don't go to the cops, what happens to us? They'll find out he was killed. They'll find out he was here, and we'll all go to the chair.
5: They gotta find out first. They'll find out, Tex. The police always do. I go along with Joe.
2: That's good, Bill. That makes it pretty clear who must have killed Powell, the one that doesn't want the police in. You know you're just about asking for something, Joe. I'm asking for plenty. I'm asking for the police to be let in on this so that nobody slips me a bum rap. I had nothing to do with Powell's death. I got nothing to worry about
5: if the cops show up here at the airport. None of us has. Except the one that killed Paul.
4: Okay. This kind of looks like a showdown, don't it, boys? All right, it's a showdown. I'm saying go ahead. Bring the cops in if that's what you want to do. Call them, bring them in.
2: They won't prove nothing against me. You're too sure of yourself, Tex. We'll call the cops, all right. But I'm going to do something else, too. I'm going to see Boston Blackie. If the cops don't find out anything, I got news for you. Blackie will. That's the way it was, Blackie. Bill went on an errand somewhere and Tex didn't stay in the office the way he promised.
1: You sure of that, Joe?
2: Yeah, Blackie. He was going to stay in the office while Bill and I were out, but he wasn't there when I got back.
1: And he wouldn't say where he'd been?
2: No, in fact, he got kind of excited when I asked him. Sort of sore about it. Mm-hmm. I see. So do I, Blackie. And you've got to help me. Either Bill or Tex killed Powell and I've got to know which one it is. You will help me, won't you, Blackie? Don't you think you should go to the police for help? We called the cops, but we didn't tell them all the details. I knew you'd find the murderer before any cops.
1: Thanks for the confidence. You say we found the body. Who's we?
2: Bill, Tex, and me. We went to the administration building to get Powell, and boom, there he was.
1: With the $25,000 gone?
2: Yeah, it was gone.
1: Then Powell was slugged and killed by someone who knew he was carrying that money. Now, who besides you, Tex, and Bill knew Powell had $25,000?
2: Nobody else. That's why I know it's Tex or Bill who killed him. It's got to be one of those two.
1: Yes, that's right, Joe. It has to be Tex or Bill. That is, if it isn't you. Tex, Bill, and Joe, all three found the body, Faraday. That's definite. All three of these guys found it, huh, Blackie? Well, according to what Joe here
5: told me. And I guess Joe said it was me, huh, Blackie? Yes, I did. I said it was either Tex or you. Trying to pin this on me, are you? I don't have the daylights out of you. you. Well, boy, howdy. You better work on them soon, Bill, because I'm going to take a crack at them, too.
1: Nobody's taking any cracks at anybody, kids. Right now, all of you listen. Nobody but you three fellows, Tex, Bill and Joe, knew Powell, had that $25,000 with him.
7: That's right. So it's one of these three who killed Powell.
5: Marvelous deduction,
1: Inspector. Even they admit that.
5: You mean Joe here admits either Tex or I killed him. Okay,
1: Bill, relax, relax. The point is that... None of the three of you can
2: prove where you were when Powell was killed.
0: Anybody mind if I butt in a minute?
2: Who are you? Well,
0: may me, I just work here. That's what I want to
2: do, work. Oh, this is Mike, Inspector Faraday, head of our ground crew. Just stand by, Mike.
0: Okay, see you later. Well, Mike,
2: how's your dad feeling?
0: Oh, not good, Tex. Got another wire this morning. Old man's pretty sick. Sorry about that, Mike. Thanks, Bill. I wouldn't worry so much, except he's stuck way up there in Kansas. The doc has to drive 50 miles to get to him. No hospital in the town, Mike? Hospital, Blackie, no town. Ever hear of a thing called Plainsville, Kansas? Can't say I did. Nobody else has either, except
2: my dad and about 30 other landowners.
0: Oh, well, I'll just sit tight till I get more orders, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, Mike, sit tight. This thing will be cleared up pretty soon. Don't you think so, Inspector Faraday?
7: I sure do, Joe. Now, tell you what else I think. Maybe you're all guilty, so I'm going to arrest all three of you. No,
1: Faraday, don't do that. Confine them to the field, if you like but don't make any arrests. What? I'll tell you which of these three killed Powell, and I'll tell you soon. Yes? Mrs. Emily Carrington? Yes. Joe Carrington's wife?
3: Uh Uh-huh.
1: I'm Boston Blackie. You probably know your husband is involved in a murder out at his airfield. Yes,
3: yes, I know. He called me a little while ago and told me. You want to talk to me about it, don't you?
1: Yes, about it and about Joe. Oh,
3: well, come in, then.
1: Thanks. Your husband needed money rather badly, didn't he, Mrs. Carrington?
3: Yes, he did.
1: To keep his airline or to keep you happy?
3: I don't think I like that implication.
1: And I don't like murder, Mrs. Carrington. Now, suppose you'd...
3: Excuse me while I answer the phone. Go ahead. Thank you. Hello? Hello?
4: Hello, Emily, honey, this is Tex. I Sorry, to Joe,
3: talk... I, I can't talk to you now.
4: Emily, I said this was Tex, not Joe.
3: <laughs> and I said I couldn't talk Here, to him. Here, let me talk to him. Get go of that phone, <laughs> you, you let go of that Too phone. Late. <laughs> oh, you...
1: Hello, Joe?
4: Boy, howdy, what's the matter up there? This isn't...
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's right, Tex. When a man answers in a spot like this, you ought to hang up, especially if I'm the man. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Well, I got what I wanted anyhow. Well,
3: satisfied now, Blackie? Satisfied
1: and surprised, Mrs. Carrington. Naughty, naughty. Married to Joan and in love with Tex. Uh, Tell me, did Tex kill Powell for the $25,000 by himself, or did you go out and help him this afternoon?
3: Look, I I never go out to the airport.
1: No, that's funny. What is? That run on your shoes. That's a peculiar colored mud, Mrs. Carrington. There's only one spot around here where it's found.
3: Oh, Okay, I was there today. I went to meet Tex, but I didn't have anything to do with killing that Mr. Powell, and I don't know who did.
1: That's your story. Thanks for telling me that you were at the airport. You see, I don't really know what color mud there is out there. I never bothered to notice. Besides, I'm not very interested in mud. It's the dirty work of this case I want to figure out.
7: Frankie, for the last time, I'm telling you, get out of my office. Better still get out of my life. What life?
1: You don't call that thing you're living a life, do you, Faraday? Uh, Nothing doing, pal. But there's plenty doing between Tex and Joe Carrington's wife, Emily. You said that. So what? So I know this much. Emily Carrington either killed Powell herself or Tex killed him and she knows it. You think so, huh? I certainly do. She's the key to the whole thing. Get her to talk and your troubles are over.
7: If I ever get you to shut up, they will be over.
4: Uh, Inspector Faraday.
7: Yeah, Burke, what do you want?
4: Uh, nothing, Inspector, but uh, here's something I think you'll want. What is it? A report just came in over the teletype. There's been a murder up in Northside.
7: Well, who got it this time? As if I don't have enough trouble with the Powell murder.
4: Well, this has some connection with it, Inspector. The victim's name was Emily Carrington. Emily <laughs> Carrington.
6: And now, back to Boston Blackie. Tex, Joe, and Bill, pilot owners of a small freight-carrying airline, are chief suspects in the robbery-murder of the wealthy Lenny Powell. Each thinks one of the other two is guilty of the crime. Investigating the murder, Blackie sees Joe's wife, finds she is in love with Tex, and was at the airport at the time of the crime. But later, Joe's wife is a murder victim, too. So, as we return to our story, Blackie and his girlfriend, Mary Wesley, walk into the airport hangar in search of further clues.
3: Blackie. Blackie, is that the fellow Joe you were looking for?
1: I... no, I don't think so, Mary. Oh, Looks like Mike, the mechanic. Hey, Mike!
0: Oh, hi, Blackie. What are
1: you doing, Mike? Hammering that plane apart?
0: Me, mean, ah, uh, trying to hammer it back together.
1: <laughs> uh, where's Joe? In one of the rooms in back. He'll be out in a minute. Good. Oh, look, before he comes out, uh, why don't you tell me what you know about Powell's murder?
3: And about Emily Carrington's murder, too, Blackie. Don't forget that.
1: I'll settle for finding out who killed Powell first, Mary. What do you know about it, Mike?
3: For me, nothing, Blackie.
1: You didn't see Tex or Joe or Bill come out of the administration building about the time of Powell's death? No, how could I? Well, if you were here in the hangar, you could look out Well, the what do- makes you think
0: I was here in the hangar? I
1: didn't say you were, Mike. I said if you were. And
3: that's a big if.
1: And you're a little girl, Mary, and little girls... Should
3: be seen and not heard. I know I'll be quiet, especially if Mike will talk.
2: Well, me? I ain't got nothing to talk about. Why not, Mike? You're the most talkative guy on the field. Oh, hello, Joe. I want to talk to you. Well, if it's about Powell's murder and Emily's death... You'll be wasting your time. I've already told you all I know.
1: Well, maybe I haven't told you all I know.
2: Oh, yeah? You know something?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Your wife was planning to divorce you and marry Tex. Oh, is that supposed to be news? Well, it was to me until Tex told me.
2: Well, it was to me, too, when I figured it out a couple of months ago. Tex killed Powell to get money for Emily, huh?
1: Or you killed Powell to get money for Emily.
2: Uh Uh-uh, Blackie. I'm no killer. She deserved what she got, but I didn't do it. Oh, I see.
1: Then you're not sorry Emily was killed.
2: I'm not glad, but I guess she had it coming to her. Who killed her? Tex? Or you. What about Bill?
1: I think it's a toss-up between you and Tex. Why? Because of Emily? That could be the reason.
2: Well, Bill needs money as much as Tex and me. Maybe so,
1: but Bill didn't have the incentive to get it, but... <phone rings> don't go away. I'll answer this.
2: You just take over no matter where you are, don't you, Blackie? I have to sometimes.
1: Hmm. Funny the phone only rang once.
4: Line office with you, Inspector Faraday? No, he isn't. Now, who's
7: this? Hey,
1: wait a minute. What's going on here? Is that you, Faraday?
7: Yeah, this is Faraday. Who's that, Blackie?
1: Oh, yes. Well, where are you, Faraday?
7: Up here in the airline's office. Where are you?
1: Over here in the hangar. How did you happen to answer the phone?
7: It rang here, that's why. Why did you answer? Because
1: it rang here, too. Who's on the other end of the line?
4: I am, Blackie. This is Tex.
1: Oh, Tex, huh? Oh, where are you calling from?
4: Lunch wagon across the road from the field.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot, Tex.
4: Thanks? What for, Blackie?
1: What for, Tex? Well, unless my hunch is wrong, when I answered this phone, I found the answer to who killed Lenny Powell and Emily Carrington.
2: Look, Blackie, will you quit questioning the three of us blue in the face and find out which one of us did it?
1: That's really what I'm trying to do, Joe. Now, I want to ask you each just one more question. You first, Tex. Where are you from? Well,
4: boy, howdy, you can't tell that. I'm
5: from
1: Texas. Orangeboro, Texas. Uh Uh-huh, and you, Bill, where are you from?
5: I'm from Halpern, Maine.
1: You know, I have ways of checking this.
5: Go ahead, check. Halpern's a small town. Everybody in the county knows me.
1: All right, I'll take your word for it for now. Joe, where are you from? Right here. Local boy, huh?
2: Yeah, and I figure I'm making good. As soon as you tell me which one of these two guys killed Powell and my wife, and I can get back to work. Anxious to get in one of your
1: planes and fly away, huh, Joe?
2: You think I did it, huh?
1: I've stopped thinking, Joe. I know who's guilty now.
5: Yeah? How do you know, Blackie?
1: The evidence is graphic, Bill. Geographic. <laughs>
7: Look, Blackie, I got other things to do besides hang around out here on a flying field. What other things, Faraday? You haven't had anything to do since I came on this case, and
1: you know it. I don't know anything. You're not kidding, pal. No. Faraday, my friend, you ought to do something constructive with that badge of yours. Use it to pin your suspenders together or something. Certainly doesn't mean anything where it is. Oh, yeah? That's what I like. Snappy answers. Now, if you'll
7: be quiet just one second, I'll tell you what we're waiting for. Well, it's about time. Here comes that mechanic, Mike. What you have to say is going to have to wait, Blackie. At least it gives you something to look forward to, Inspector.
0: Inspector. Inspector Faraday. Well,
7: what is it, Mike? What is it? This telegram I just got, Inspector. Here, read it. I'll take it, Mike. You'll take nothing, Blackie. Give it to me, Mike. Mm. Thanks. What's it all about, Mike?
0: It's from my old man, Blackie. He's pretty sick out in Plainsville. Plainsville? Where's that?
7: If you could read, Blackie, you'd know where it is. It says here on the telegram. It's well, in Chances. You're, you're
0: reading the telegram, Faraday.
1: I'm not. Oh. Okay, Never mind. What's the matter with your father, Mike?
0: Well, I don't know. He's been sick a long time, and... Well, he's getting old. I I gotta go see him, Inspector Faraday. I ain't seen my old man in nine years.
7: Okay, you can go, Mike. But keep in touch with us, and make sure you come back. Oh,
0: don't worry, Inspector. I'll be back, I promise. Uh, Be sure you do
1: keep that promise, Mike. But I'll tell you a little secret, something even Inspector Faraday doesn't know. Yeah, what? I don't have to worry about you coming back. I already know who killed Lenny Powell and Emily Carrington.
7: you forced me to tell those three partners they could come and go as they pleased. All right, why wouldn't they fly out of town instead of taking a train? This is a rather odd case, Faraday, so expect a rather odd finish to it. It's odd, all right. I don't even see the connection between the murder of Powell and the death of Emily Carrington. It's just a hunch, Faraday, but I think it's a good one.
1: Emily was at the field when Powell was murdered. She saw the killer. She tried to blackmail the killer for
7: part of the robbery money. The killer wouldn't pay. So Mrs. Carrington paid, huh? Yes, with her life. Blackmail's a dangerous business. And so standing in a railroad station when we ought to be watching that airport.
1: Oh, uh, no. Hey, there goes our killer, huh? Where? There, getting into car 409. Come on. Hey, that's Mike. My, what a memory for faces. And names, too. But, Blackie, you said... Never it... mind what I said. Listen to what I say now. Hey, Mike. Huh? Wait a minute.
4: Oh, Blackie, hello.
1: Hello, Mike. Traveling rather light for a trip all the way out to Kansas, aren't you?
0: Well, me, yeah, I, I don't expect to stay in Kansas very long.
1: You're not even going to Kansas, Mike. You're going to jail. Me? Jail? What for? Murder, Mike. The murder of Lenny Powell and Emily Carrington. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding, Mike.
7: This guy committed those murders?
1: You're nuts, Blackie. Yeah, tell him, Faraday. Eh? Let me have that suitcase, Mike. Uh, let go. And Grab that, him, Faraday, well, I take go. this suitcase away from uh, you. I can't
0: get get him, it. but I don't know why. Uh, there's nothing in there but my clothes. No. Let go. Well.
1: Yeah, now, wait till I open it. You won't find anything. Hey, relax. Well... Look what the well-dressed murderer is wearing this season. Folding money. Rather expensive material, isn't it, Mike?
7: Hey, how much is in there, Blackie?
1: I don't even have to count it. I think you'll find $25,000 in here, Faraday. The money he took from Lenny Powell. Well, Faraday, I close this suitcase and your case at the same time.
3: Blackie, why are we taking a plane to Branchville?
1: To close that deal for Lenny Powell's company with this $25,000. And for the ride, too.
3: But why did the Powell's company ask you to go to Branchville for them?
1: Well, I closed a tough case of Faraday. They think I can close a tough deal for them. Oh,
3: my, aren't you modest.
1: (laughs) No, just lucky. (laughs) Had no idea Mike was the guilty one until Tex made that phone call and I answered it in the hangar at the same time Faraday answered it in the office.
3: Well, what did that prove?
1: It proved the hangar phone was an extension phone and any telephone conversation from the office could be overheard by Mike at the hangar.
3: Oh, so Mike could have heard Lenny Powell making arrangements with the partners to be flown to Branchville and so he could have known about the $25,000. Smart girl. Yes, cleverness must be catching.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yes, Mary... Up until that one little break, I thought only Tex Bill and Joe knew about Powell and his money. And if only those three knew about it, one of those three had to be guilty. Catch on? That
3: I do. Hey, hey, look who's coming across the field. It's Faraday.
1: And running, too. Wonder what he's excited about. Hey, Blanky! Blanky! I want to talk to you. What's the matter, old pal? You need me to solve another case for you? No. I want to know something. Well, if I
7: tell you, it'll be one thing you know. Oh, look, you... I called Plainsville, Kansas, where Mike's father was supposed to be sick. He didn't send Mike any telegram today. Oh, that's right,
1: Faraday. I forgot to tell you about that. I figured Mike killed Powell and Mrs. Carrington, who saw him, do it, so I sent that telegram myself. You sent it?
3: But why, Blackie? For
1: a very simple reason, Mary. I had to be sure. And one way was to find out whether or not Mike had stolen the money. I knew he was too smart to hide it here at the field or at his home and I knew he wouldn't spend any of it here.
3: Oh, I get it. All Mike needed was an opportunity to get out of town naturally. You knew that his father was sick and had wired him once, and you knew that even Mike wouldn't suspect it was a trick if he heard from his father again.
1: That's right, Mary. So when Faraday here gave Mike permission to leave town, Mike felt it was safe to pick up the money and beat it out of town. Well, I'll be. So you tripped Mike with that wire, huh? Yes, Faraday, and because of that wire, you got a confession from him with no strings attached.